Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. <laughs> you say it different every time. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 42, Taste of the Trail. On this episode, we expose to you the contents of our backpacking food bags and share with you some of our all-time favorite trail recipes. Some of these you may actually be completely surprised by. Some you may never have even imagined as a possibility. And some perhaps you may have already tried for yourself. However, all of these have one thing in common. We take the ordinary out of backpacking meals and add in a little culinary touch of our own, ideal for the backcountry. They are all, of course, surprisingly lightweight. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've been uh, we've been backpacking for a long time. And one of the things that we notice is that when we are on long trips, that the food um, can get a little boring. And oftentimes uh, we get into the same kind of uh, food rut where we pack the oatmeal, we pack the grains, we pack the the um you know the the energy bars and it's just the same old same old same old same old same old and so um we kind of learned a long time ago that you can you can cook really well in the backcountry if you really have a good uh food plan and if you really really do some research on it you'll be surprised on how much food is already packed up it's lightweight it's ready to go in your pack and it's ready to be cooked in my MSR Flex skillet, <laughs> which I love because I like to cook in the backcountry. You're married to that Flex skillet. He loves that. Yeah, it's a, it's a nonstick, very, very lightweight uh, pan that MSR came out with. And uh, you can cook almost anything in it, which I do. Um, and so it, it's also a huge psychological boost. You know, when, you know, we, when we did the Grand Canyon, uh, last year, we were uh, kind of a slave to the oatmeal morning uh, gig, and so we ate oatmeal every morning. Well, I don't know. I, I think we didn't eat oatmeal for almost, what, uh, like four or five months after we got off the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just so bland. And we put a lot of stuff in that oatmeal, too, <laughs> yeah. and it was still bland. So the, the, we're going to talk a little bit about food. Yeah, I mean, the point is, is that... You know, when you think backpacking, a lot of people are like, oh, backpacking food. And then you, like you said, you became, you you just automatically gravitate towards those granolas, the yeah. freeze-dried meals. And there's... I got to go get Mountain House. I got to go get Good to Go. I got to get Alpine Air. I have to get freeze-dried, freeze-dried, freeze-dried. And the thing that we want to talk on this podcast is that they're great. They're all fantastic fantastic meals the problem is they are made for um when you're burning like four to five to six thousand calories a day and not so much for the weekend backpacking trip and so we we want to kind of distinguish between those foods for the you know for a long distance hike and foods that if you're going to go on a three or four day uh backpacking trip and uh you know i mean i cook these foods whether either or but the mountain house foods and the freeze dried foods tend to be for burning a lot of calories and resupplementing re those calories on a long distance hike yeah and that's um definitely missing information out there but so this is 
practically Scott's ideal podcast uh, because he could talk about food all day long when talking about backpacking. <laughs> um, I tend to just boil water and throw it in there, but he has taught me a culinary love for exploring, you know, playing with your basic foods and taking it to this like new degree that you never really imagined you could do. Cause let's face it. What do you have when you're out there? Nothing but time, you know, and yeah. you have time to play. Yeah. And right. so without further ado, we are going to break it down into our breakfast, dinner and dessert categories for you. Yeah. And these are all uh, foods that we have cooked in the back country on multiple occasions, on multiple occasions <laughs> and on multiple day trips. So, yeah. um, we, as, as you guys know, we, we do bring people out in the backcountry. That's kind of our gig. And we have cooked people these meals in the backcountry uh, for them. And um, we've got a, a huge, uh, huge dessert surprise in the end that we just blow our, really a kind of our clients away when we take them out on a backpacking trip. They're like, what? Um, and we had a lot of fun doing it. So I'm really um, glad that we ate before doing this podcast tonight because this is we'll already super making hungry. me like hungry again. Right. Okay. okay. So let's kind of break it down, right? Yeah. So breakfast. Breakfast. Um, Scott's all-time favorite breakfast option is pretty basic, but it's a classic. Yeah. So um, here's the backstory of the of my breakfast gig. So uh, when I was through hiking the AT um, back in the day, um, back in my day. Um, I was, Each and every time. <laughs> I was a slave to the mountain house foods. And so of course, uh, Oh, I'm going backpacking. Got to put freeze dried food in my pack. Right. So I was eating the, um, the rehydrated scrambled eggs, pour hot water in it. And you get these, well, I don't know what it is in those. It's not, it's not scrambled eggs, but it said that on the package. And so I ate those like for four days in a row because I like breakfast. It's my favorite meal of the day. I love having breakfast with a cup of coffee. It really makes me happy in the backcountry. So I ate these scrambled eggs. Well, after four days in a row, I, I, I couldn't eat them. I, I could, I was force feeding myself with these scrambled eggs. I didn't want it. I didn't like it. I felt like I had to eat it. And I got sick. I actually, you know, got sick on the trail. And um, I was hiking with a guy and he goes, well, why are you eating it? And I go, well, I guess because I'm through hiking, I, I'm supposed to eat it. He goes, do you eat that at <laughs> it home? It was sold on the shelf at REI. Yeah, it was sold it on the shelf. It me. must be good for me. And he goes, uh, what do you eat that stuff at home? I go, no, no, I don't eat it at home. He goes, well, you know. Why the it's, hell are you bringing yeah, it Yeah, he goes, here? why are you bringing it on the trail? And it kind of dawned on me like, wait a minute, I need to. I need to look at my my food options. So ever since then, um, I'm the guy in Walmart and Kroger and your local grocery stores. When I see a new food item, I weigh it. I look how it's packaged and I look at, is this a viable food source for me on the trail? <laughs> and so I get excited about new packaging um, at the grocery store. Um, because when you oh, really oh yeah, grocery store trips for us don't last thirty minutes. They no, don't I mean, last, last two like hours. You know, I'm like looking at every single product that can be packed. So, so <laughs> having said that, let's look at breakfast. So one of the things I love to uh, make on the trail, it's easy, it's fast. 
Um, and, and it is such a good munch. It's such a good munch. It is so good. And the also the the thing also too I want to uh, kind of emphasize with all these foods is a lot of times these foods are awesome when you have a campfire going. Um, I'm a huge believer in multi-using your gear. A campfire is a piece of your gear. It's heat. It's an oven, and you can use it as a fuel source, right? So first food item: bagel, bacon and cream cheese oh my god so bagels uh i take one bagel split in half so now, I've, I, have, I have two slices of bagel now you take the mini bagels they I take package the, the mini bagels. yeah yeah good point i take the mini bagels because they completely compress i mean you can flatten those things like a pancake um and so i cut them in half and then i buy pre-cooked bacon so you can usually find that pre-cooked bacon anywhere from two dollars and ninety-nine cents to three dollars and fifty cents, depending on where you you're like located. You get twelve slices. You get twelve slices, and it's pre-packaged in a Ziploc container. So you can take your bacon out, and you can and you can use the the package that they give you to seal it back up. Now, if you notice. That this bacon is not refrigerated in your local grocery store, if that tells you anything. Okay? It's not refrigerated. So it's good for anywhere from when it's like, you know, 15 degrees at night to 80 degrees at night. It's got a wide variety of temperature range. <laughs> but the important thing here is that it gives you that um, it's a great bacon. So um, I, I sliced my bagel. I bring cream cheese. I usually put it in a baggie. And uh, now cream cheese, you know, you're not going to usually uh, bring in the summertime. Uh, it's a great cold weather, uh, great cold weather type of food. And then I cook my bacon. Usually takes about maybe two minutes to cook on both sides, a minute on each side. Because again, it's pre-cooked. I get it hot. I put uh, my cream cheese on my bagel, put the bacon on there, and I, I have a bacon, cream cheese, bagel for in the morning and it's with a cup of coffee it's it's beautiful it is sensational the other item i've cooked on the trail in the morning time is french toast what yes french toast it's easy. true if it's, you don't believe it it easy, is true it's easy to make i buy uh <laughs> rei sells a great um powdered egg mix i think it's called oven something i can't think of the name right offhand. if you're listening to this podcast Yellow. please Please help me out with that. It's oven something. It's in a yellow bag. It's it's. They make the French toast mix and the egg mix. If you want to make French toast, get the French toast mix. And so they give you the directions on the back that tell you exactly how many cups of water that you get uh, with the powder to tell you how many eggs you're going to make. So I usually make four. I mix that in a plastic baggie. Now here's the key. You got to buy Texas toast, the big toast the thick toast, the French toast bread. And you can usually buy that at any grocery store. I put uh, four pieces of that in another baggie. I'm at uh, breakfast. I, I, I mix my powdered eggs. I take my piece of bread and I put it in the baggie and I soak that bread with the egg mix. And then I stick it right on the pan. And if I'm really feeling kind of frisky, I will put a little, bring a little thing of syrup with me 
on the trail. True. And I have made, and remember where it was like, it was five degrees outside in the yep. morning time. Yep. <laughs> we had a campfire going and I cooked French toast he in did. the morning time. He did. I was impressed. And it, it, it's just a great pick me up. I mean, when you see someone cooking French toast on the trail, man, you know, and it's lightweight. I mean, if you, if it's it, extremely lightweight, yeah, the, you, think it, you have a bag, you have toast and, and you have powdered, powdered eggs. eggs and all of it absorbs. It and, all absorbs. And you're good to go. Yep. So um, he also does um, biscuits and gravy. And I say he does this because I sit there and watch him cook while I make the coffee. But biscuits and gravy, he takes um, your your frozen biscuit little pucks. Mm -hmm. The Not small five. mini. <laughs> the small mini frozen biscuits. And a packaged gravy. Uh now the gravy is probably the heaviest thing that he would actually take out there but he boils the gravy pouch in water let's say we're cooking our uh we are heating water for coffee we're going to throw that pouch in there multi-use the water the boiling time and then he has warm gravy and then you just you just put the biscuit directly on the fire Abs or in the pan. Yeah, absolutely. So your best friend on this uh, this little thing is tinfoil. Um, so you bring a little tinfoil that goes over your 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 pan. In my case, it's the flex skillet. And so you bring the night before you, you pack your frozen biscuits. So th some of these food items, when you go through your food list, are going to be your first meal out of your food bag, okay? So that's all part of your planning and preparing. So usually if I'm going to... If I, if I have a pretty savvy meal I want to cook, it's going to be the first food item, one way or the other, or the first day of food item out of my food bag to get rid of the weight and to kind of give you that psychological boost on your the first day of the trail. So in this case, you can buy, I believe it's the Bob Evans gravy mix. Yeah. It's pre-mixed already. And let me tell you something. This gravy, you can buy at Kroger. It sells for 50 to 75 cents a bag okay and you get a pretty good heaping um, bag of gravy you don't take the gravy out you boil hot water you put that gravy bag in your pot with your boiling water you want to let it boil for at least three minutes in this gravy and then keep the bag in the water until that water is almost you know like tempered hot warm and because it'll let that gravy cook in the meantime just put your biscuits in your pan Put your tin foil over the pan. By this time, they're probably not as frozen anymore. Um, they're probably a little sticky because they're, you know, they've defrosted. <laughs> and so you just put them by the fire. You don't put them on the fire. You put them next to the fire to get that heat going, and you use it kind of as a convection oven. And boom, you have biscuits and gravy in the morning. It's the best meal. And the only thing that's really heavy is your gravy mix and that's it's a really small bag you can yeah. make with one gravy packet you can make two to three biscuits beautifully with no problem it's really good it's really good <laughs> we made that i made that for Ariane on the chatuga river trail <laughs> in south carolina um yeah and maybe this is why i started dating you it's all these <laughs> it's want, all coming back to me i won you over with food <laughs> so he's a breakfast guy i'm a dinner gal so uh we are gonna go into dinner because okay. the very first night scott and i ever spent 
time. It's our first backpacking trip our together. Our first backpacking I think, right? trip. Scott decided to attempt impress, impressing me by cooking pizza. Pizza. Yes, I said that. Pizza on the trail. Okay, his first attempt was a complete and utter failure. It was. It was an epic failure. But had worked for me in the past. (laughs) Since perfected it. Yeah. What is it you do? Well, um, so, but in in all fairness, (laughs) I didn't have the right supplies to to cook the pizza the way I usually cook it. But, Uh uh um, but really, it's another item that's prepackaged for you. It's completely ready to go to to put in your food bag. It's the babola pizza um, sauce sauce that's usually in its own section. They usually buy a box. It's got like four packets of sauce. And again, you don't cook the sauce. You leave it in the bag and you boil water in your pan. And this is another great way to multi-use your water. You just stick the bag in the boiling water and let the thing boil again for three minutes. And then you have like, you know, hot drink at night if you want Mm -hmm. apple cider or hot chocolate. Um, And then what you do, again, you, they give you a little dough package you mix up the dough, it's all ready to go. And the key thing again here is the tin foil. Anytime you cook in the backcountry, and if you want to cook and experiment with different foods, tin foil is your best friend. First of all, you can multi-use it on many, many trips. Um, it folds up very li- nicely in your pack. It's very lightweight. You can also use it um, as your windscreen if you have an alcohol stove or if you if you have like Ariandas, you make Ariane makes her own uh, uh, alcohol stoves out of a frisky can, so you can multi-use that piece of gear as a windscreen and a tinfoil if you're cooking. So just cook, make the dough, you put it in your MSR flex skillet. You may want to put a little olive oil in there, you know, on your uh, skillet just uh, to make sure it doesn't stick. And then you don't cook it on the fire, you cook it by the fire. It takes about maybe 10 minutes to cook by a fire. If you if you don't have a fire and you wanna use your alcohol stove, then you don't put it on direct heat. And then um, once the dough starts cooking, you take your sauce out of your bag, you put that on there, and then what else do you pack? Oh, pepperoni. It's all packed for you. It's all ready to go. They package it Couple so- Couple bucks and you can have yeah. an entire L- and they make lightweight package. They of make pepperoni. the little pepperonis that yeah. are all packed up, and then you get your favorite cheese, man. Just put get uh, put a little uh, cheddar cheese or mozzarella cheese in your uh, in a z- little Ziploc bag, and boom, put that cheese in there. Put the tin foil back on. Put it by the fire, um, and you have an awesome piece of pie. I call it the backcountry pie. Um, and and this uh, is not car camping. I want to reiterate. Oh, this is bad. I tell you, I, I, I made Brian Delay backpack. I made this for him. <laughs> I made this on one time when we were lost on the Bartman Trail. We weren't lost, but we had a crappy campsite, and we we're we had a dig for water that night, and we we it was our crappy campsite. And he's like, God, man, you know, this this isn't great. I'm like, I'm going to cook you pizza. And it was a psychological boost. Yeah, sit back. I'm going to cook Enjoy. you pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Where are my mozzarella sticks? You haven't figured out how to do that one yet. I know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> pizza is incredible. So um, who would have ever imagined... You know, you're you're remote in this wilderness. You're so far away from everything. And here you are eating gourmet. And it just... It takes, it just takes everything to a really new level. Um, 
one of my all-time favorite meals that you have cooked, and this is typically something that we wait until we have a larger group to do, um, but we actually take a freeze-dried meal. Yes. The Alpine Air. I said we take a freeze-dried meal. That's right, the Alpine Air. Chicken gumbo. And then we take that, but we mix in pre-cooked sausage. Then you buy a Kroger. Cut it up with our little knife. And we take pre-cooked, is it pre-cooked? Yeah, no, we're going to blow you away with this one. This yeah. is, is going to blow you away. We buy pre-cooked salad shrimp. Yeah. It's shrimp. It's mini. They're really tiny. They're pre-cooked, and they're in the frozen section. And you can buy them frozen. And so we cut up some little pre-cooked sausage. Now, um, they make uh, pre-cooked sausage anywhere in your grocery store, but Kroger has their own brand and it's a lot cheaper. Usually you can get it for, a, you can pretty get a pretty large size for like $2.99. And then we cut them up in little tiny slices. I put maybe 10 of those in a plastic baggie. And then the shrimp, just put it in your backpack because it's frozen. Yeah. And then it thaws out and boom, you got shrimp. And so then we mix all of it together and have this huge meal, depending on size, you know, we'll adjust accordingly or take two of the freeze dried packages, whatever the case may be. But um, and then we've been known to add in some like of our own celery, fresh celery, that kind of thing. And you have this culinary explosion of. I'm just, I mean, it's really good. I cooked it for three people in the Cahuta Wilderness, way in the backcountry. It's, it's, it's really, really good, Absolutely. and it's, it's, it's just so basic if you, if you think about it. So, that is one of our all-time. I don't know if it's really jambalaya, but we call it jambalaya. We call it jambalaya. I don't think it is. <laughs> it, it's a, the the Alpine Air food. It's chicken gumbo. So you got the kind of like the spicy little uh, feel to it. But, um, you know, once you add the um, the salad shrimp, remember, it's salad shrimp, it's frozen. They're real tiny mini pieces of shrimp. Um, and then you add your your uh, your pre-cooked uh, sausage. And, and so when I make that, I actually buy the, the pre-cooked kibasa sausage. Right. And you just kind of, like, throw it all in a pot and get it all warm and toss it all together. Yeah. And, and voila. It's, e it's easy to cook, man. It's just not so that good. hard to cook with the MSR flex skillet. I just want to... <laughs> Just kind of want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for the next one that's going to absolutely blow your mind? Yeah. yeah All right. Absolutely. Who out there does Thanksgiving in the backcountry? We do. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we have cooked a classic, complete classic Thanksgiving meal on a pocket rocket. Yep. That has happened. Turkey, corn, gravy, potatoes, and a dessert. All on a pocket rocket. And we added our own cranberries. Instead of cranberry sauce, <laughs> That's right. we I brought dried cranberries. <laughs> Those were a little heavy, but, right. you know, all in, you know, small yeah. doses, it's not that much weight. Yeah, and that, by the way, that video is on our YouTube channel. If you do a search for the Backpacker TV, you'll find, you know, our picture on there. Um, but it's on our YouTube channel, and we have a full 
video of us cooking that Thanksgiving dinner. It's a little while, it, it goes in and out of focus because we are streaming it live. Um, so uh, we had some bandwidth problems, obviously in the back country, but um, yeah, it's a full Thanksgiving dinner on a pocket rocket for sure. And it came out really good. Again, everything was pre-cooked and we, we were creative in what we bought at the grocery store to make it work for the backcountry. And you will be shocked at how many things work in the backcountry. Um, yeah, truly unbelievable. Um, and then there's my favorite, because I'm a simple kind of gal when it comes to cooking. I enjoy couscous. Scott hates it. I can't stand that. Well, you know why? Because it's... It was, it's a it's a big Appalachian Trail food, and it's just so bland. <laughs> but not the way I do it. I know, I know. So I just take your basic couscous that you buy at the grocery store, package that up in a bag. What I'm going to do is just boil that, uh, reuse an old Mountain House bag or, um, you know, Alpine bag, whatever it is. I'm going to reuse that from an old um, camping trip. And I put the couscous in there. We all know that with boiling water, it, it absorbs and cooks in, in like just a few minutes. But what I like to do is add in my own like uh, freeze-dried peas um, and take gourmet like freeze-dried mushrooms or uh, dried mushrooms and let it reabsorb in that water. Um, and then I build in my own spices, crushed red pepper, um, you know, lemon flakes. Um, I take pepper. I take all these things, this conglomeration of my own spices and kick it up. And just, it just turns into this like, and sometimes I've been known to bring in some chicken. Um, you know, it's a little on the heavier side if I'm willing to do that. But I have this incredibly, you know, uh, it's incredibly like just the tastes are incredible on this right, and right. it and it really is just a basic couscous but i'm just taking it to the next level yeah nothing that nobody has tried before but no you know and the and the thing is with with dinners is that there you can be very very creative uh, one of the things that i love to do and it's very very simple you everyone has seen this in the store a million times you you have your tortilla and you just get your Nors steak and fajita mix. You buy the pre-cooked steak. It's usually in your frozen section. It's pre-cooked steak strips, and you 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 know you put a little you know ch shredded cheddar cheese in a in a baggie, and you cook that up. And I'm telling you, you put that on a tortilla. It's easy to make. You can make out of a one Nors food. Uh, steak and fajita mix one you can make four tortillas out of that thing so the tortillas can get a little heavy once you start stacking them in your you know stacking them in your food bag but what i usually do is i bring two tortillas if i'm really going to be hungry i split that nor's food in half i cook half of it and um it's easy to cook the steak because it's already pre-cooked and put some cheddar cheese on that and i'm that is a great great winter meal that I've cooked many, many times on the trail. I love that thing. Yep. All right, should we blow them away with desserts? And on to desserts. Mm. All right. So the dessert gig is, um, this is gonna blow you away. Um, blueberries, 
raspberries. They're all over the place, especially here in the southeast. Um, there, we have a, a, a blueberry, blackberry season that... Um, in the summertime. You know, yeah. and, it, and it butts up right, you know, right one after the other. And so if you hit it right, you can actually meld the two together. That's right. Some are just finished being ripe and the others are just like kind of forming into their right. ripeness. And you can meld these hand-picked blueberries and blackberries, turn them around and make blueberry or blackberry pie that's right we said it. yes pie. we said it. we said pie actually bake a pie in the back country yeah bake is a relative bake term is, <laughs> bake is relative <laughs> but yeah so we got in some people uh in virginia in the mount rogers <laughs> recreation area you know to see the ponies and 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 be a part of the appalachian trail and we knew it was blueberry season and so what we did was we wanted to see if we could cook blueberry pie in the backcountry. So we did some research and <laughs> we went to we found Kroger. in Kroger the little tiny um, graham cracker pie crust. Again, mini pie crust. Mini pie crust. And we're like, what? And so then we decided, okay, well, we use the blueberries. We can pick the blueberries. We can heat them up pour the blueberries in this pie crust, but then then what? We're gonna need whipped cream. We're right. gonna need, pie always needs whipped cream. Are you really so, gonna take whipped cream with you out in the back country? We no. did. But, yeah, well, you do. There is, did you Powdered know, whipped cream, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know there is powdered whipped cream? <laughs> That's Who right. Knew? Who knew? This is what, we're about to give you guys a challenge at the end of this podcast, but powdered whipped cream. Now, you cannot follow the directions precisely the way they want you to fix it because you don't necessarily have the ability to out there. But what you can do is fuddle the recipe and and just kind of like tweak it, put a lot less, I believe it, or so it's going to ask a lot less. It's going to ask for two percent milk, and, right? Yeah. So forget that. We bought the Carnation Instant Milk. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, powdered and milk, powdered, powdered milk. whipped cream. So we made the little powdered milk. We made two cups of that. We poured, I think, a, a, if I remember right, a cup, if that, into this uh, whipped cream mix to make it thick. You gotta. The directions will make it very uh, watery, and so you have to put a little of this, uh, the Carnation milk that you make. Um, and then you, we whipped it up to get it, to get it thick, which we did, mm-hmm. and uh, we just whisked it real quick. And yes, we had throwing blueberry your, pie right throwing on the your trail. blueberries and then put it over a fire, of course, tin foil, and w- we had the. I can't even. I you mean, the, seen, the pie crust is graham cracker. It is graham cracker, but you should have but it seen. It looks like a pie. <laughs> it holds like a pie. The looks on everybody's faces when it came out of you had this like piping hot pie, and it just it tasted. It didn't look sensational by any measure, but it tasted but, unbelievable. But and the funnest part of that, though, really, the funnest part was we all were on the trail picking blueberries. And so that was kind of the fun part. So it kind of like, you know, you're 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 kind of making your dessert for the night by everyone getting together and picking some blueberries. So it was very fun. It was very social on the trail. Um, and that was a, that was a long 
I think we were on there for four or five days, if I remember right, and it was a great way to end our adventure was to Last make blueberry night, yeah. pie and and so and the raspberries were out so or it was such it was it was yeah. or blackberries it was so it was so much fun to actually use what we picked um we didn't let any of them go to waste we ate them and it was just a great dessert and yeah it's possible to make blueberry pie with a little whipped cream and a pie crust on the trail it's true it's true loved it <laughs> Um, so those are some of our all-time favorite trail recipes that we've discovered out on the trail. Now, some of these haven't haven't necessarily, you know, we've we've well, especially the blueberry pie. We spent hours at home trying to fudge the recipe to get it just right. But you know, most of them have been just a self-discovery by walking the grocery aisle. And here's our grocery store challenge for you, is next time you go to the grocery store, add a few extra minutes into it, walk one to three aisles, and just kind of look for those key items that are very packable, very condensable, extremely lightweight. Look on the top shelves, the middle shelves, the bottom shelves, look where you don't normally look and discover for yourself new ideas for taking the ordinary and making it a little bit more culinary. Huh. Yeah, and you know, what? What I mean, are there bags that you can put in boiling hot water and cook in the bag? I mean, are there ways that multi-purpose your water? You know, we love multi-purposing our, our boiling water. And so, you know, look for that, look for creative ways. We always, it's always lightweight. We always measure, you know, if it's too heavy, we don't bring it. So weight is very important to us, um, but it's also functionality. You know, what can we use um, food-wise and how we can make it match, you know, what we're gonna what we're gonna cook without making our food bag really heavy. So, and again, all of these recipes, all everything we're, we're giving you is, um, we, don't, we don't carry all of these at all at the same time our, our food bag would be really heavy <laughs> but what we do is we sporadically you know bring different food items based on where we're going and how long we're going to be there so if we're going to do a multi-night hike and we know that you know we're going to be um you know maybe we're doing you know 10 13 miles a day maybe we're going to be out there for four nights yeah we're gonna we're probably gonna bring a, like a pick-me-up dinner like kind of a good dinner for our first night and probably maybe a special breakfast the bagel cream cheese and bacon will definitely be coming with us um but you know we love having coffee in the morning we love having bacon or a bagel in the morning time and you know watching the sunrise and uh, listening to nature and that's just a great pick-me-up food and so that's what we're we're trying to explain is just man, don't you know your food doesn't have to be mundane on the trail no it really doesn't and we're, we're not claiming for any of these recipes to be extremely well balanced or perfectly aligned with exactly what you need to suffice on a long distance trail but it sure as hell does beat your freeze-dried food <laughs> Absolutely. And in some <laughs> cases, it's probably just as good for you, if not better for you. So, pretty um, good, but yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we, really good. we wanted to give a shout out to Ashton from North Carolina, who sent us a great email uh, this week that he's Relatively on podcast. New, new podcaster. He's on podcast 23. He said he, he's done a lot of backpacking in North Carolina. He brings his two dogs also. 
Um, and so we thank Ashton for his uh, email. It was a great email. Thank you so much for, for writing. We love to hear from you guys. Um, it really makes our day when we get an email from our listeners. Truly it does. And in the meantime, please go to iTunes. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, it really helps us spread the word on this podcast. Um, we got some big trips coming up. We're going to the Okefenokee Swamp. In March. In March. So if you heard our podcast last year from the swamp, we'll probably be, be podcasting again from the swamp this year. And if you want to go, come with us. Absolutely. We would love to have some of our listeners come with us. So check uh, check the backpacker.tv on our events and our trips. We're just about to post that. And so keep checking back with that. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Check out our YouTube on cooking Thanksgiving dinner on a pocket rocket. That'll be fun to watch. Get some ideas. Be creative with your food. And really, really thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. We will see you. And remember, trust the trail. See you on the trail, you guys. Bye.